It is time for our UN Roundup. I'm joined on the line by Daniel Johnson from the United Nations. Let's find out what's happening at the UN this week. Daniel, happy Monday. Yes, you too. Um, I'm amazed we're not all dissolving in all this rain, but uh, it is going to be a busy week. And for many, they'll be indoors sorting out the Libyan political dialogue, uh, which is uh, a key vote over the next few days on an executive, a three-member presidency council uh, and a prime minister in accordance with the roadmap, which was adopted by this political dialogue forum in Tunis in mid-November. So yes, this is happening all this week, isn't it? Starts today, goes up until Friday. What's actually going to be happening? What's going to be discussed? So as I was saying, this uh, this forum uh, brings together Libyans, um, opposing Libyans from the east and from the west and from the south, and they are under the uh, stewardship of UNSMIL, which is the UN support mission in Libya, and also the acting special representative of the Secretary General, Stephanie Williams. They are going to be voting, as I say, on this uh, executive, which is going to bring the country and uh, hopefully as many people as possible and opposing parties towards elections on December the 24th. This is a really key moment for Libya and it comes after a lot of work uh, behind the scenes. Okay. Also, you're taking a look this week particularly at the post-election violence that's taking place in the Central African Republic. We're looking at mass displacement that's come because of that. We are absolutely. And just before, I forgot to say you can follow this live on webtv.un.org because the opening ceremony is about to start or is starting um, right now, webtv.un.org for the Libya um, elections and presentations of the candidates. So this is really key stuff. So back to the Central African Republic, Cat. And yes, um, we were reporting on this at the very end of last week. And it's not new, but we had elections on uh, uh, Sunday, the December the 27th, if I remember correctly. And before then, there was violence. Violence. There was uh, armed groups who do control two thirds of the country. Can you imagine? And one thing that always stays with me on the Central African Republic is uh, an alert from UNICEF several years ago saying that almost every child in the country needs some sort of humanitarian help. Anyway, that's another issue at the moment because of this violence and insecurity linked to these elections. More than 200,000 people have now fled from their homes. We've heard, we've got a message from a spokesperson from the UN High Commissioner for Refugees. It was an alert last Friday. Can you tell us a little bit more about what was said? Yeah, this is uh, U the UN um, Refugee Agency spokesperson, Boris Chezukov, who was warning uh, that um, about 92,000 uh, refugees are now uh, across the board in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. We see, and these are reports and estimates coming from local authorities, that already... 92,000 refugees are present inside DRC, and they're scattered across 40 localities. These are hard to reach remote areas, and it's difficult to get assistance. We're already scaling up the support, but we need to mobilize more resources and more funds. And this is exactly what we're calling for. So as we heard there, we're looking at around 92,000 refugees in hard to reach areas. So very difficult yeah. for them. Well, it's very difficult for the host communities too because they don't have very much. They're, they're sharing what they have with these uh, Central African uh, Central Africans who have now crossed the border. They've also crossed into Cameroon, Chad and the Republic of Congo. So you can see this is a, a growing problem. There's a violence um, which is displacing people inside Central African Republic. Um, so it, it's something that everyone is increasingly concerned about and, and we need to keep our eye on, the, on, on this one, Kat.
Now, I want to talk very briefly about the WHO, World Health Organization. A, a year ago, it seemed, or just under a year ago, it seemed like we were getting briefings every single day, I think, about the coronavirus. There was a lot happening and a lot changing and a lot that we needed to be aware of that was different every day. Then things scaled back a little bit. We didn't quite get the daily press briefing, but it seems to me, am I right in saying that they're ramping up a little bit now as we hear more about vaccinations, etc.? Are they happening a little more frequently? Gosh, I, I would say that the World Health Organization hasn't uh, slept. I don't know how they've done it over this time. I have <laughs> true, to say true. it's been, you know, a political uh, hot potato. It's been a, a global pandemic, uh, an emergency health issue. Um, it's a year really since they declared the start of the global pandemic. Um, so we have... Um, a, a press conference this afternoon at five. There's going to be another briefing at 2.30 uh, on Wednesday on the mutations uh, of COVID-19. And don't forget that, of course, um, viruses do mutate. So this is no this is no surprise, but they're going to tell us, uh, you know, about these various uh, uh, versions that are springing up uh, left, right and centre and what can be done about it. Uh, we've had in the last week, I reported on um, the World Health Organization saying that uh, they shouldn't go beyond the six weeks. People shouldn't go beyond the six week a limit to have their second jab, but that's not because it's not safe to afterwards. It's just because there isn't any data uh, showing us what is safe and what isn't. It's such a, an emerging and evolving thing that you have to really be um, uh, really following it closely so that you don't get carried away with misinformation, which of course is becoming a big issue. I should say that there are more than 102 million confirmed cases of COVID-19 worldwide and at least, uh, unfortunately, 2.2 million deaths. Those have been reported to the World Health Organization. And we'll make sure that the World Health Organization link goes up on our website as well, along with this podcast. WHO.INT is where you can find accurate information from the World Health Organization about the coronavirus and many other topics as well. So we'll make sure that that link is up on our website. Daniel Johnson, thanks very much for running through what's happening at the UN this week for our UN Roundup. The website that you can find this as a podcast, worldradio.ch forward slash UN Roundup. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you, Kat. Thank you.